Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Benny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. We will be joining with Vinny Bonsignor in just a matter of minutes as he's in L.A. giving you a preview, all things silver and black. We just talked to Nick Hamilton, had a fantastic conversation with Nick Hamilton from SiriusXM, also AM570, L.A. Sports, Nightcast Media does a great job uh, with all of those. He gave us a great final preview on the Rams. Well, Vinny will tell us about all things Raiders, so we'll have him on in just a matter of minutes. But first, before we get to him, let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our good friend, Just Win Wendy. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. It's game day. I can't believe yes, it. it it's only been like I've only had like two sleeps or something, and then suddenly it's game day again. I'm like, <laughs> what? What? I don't, even, I don't even know what's going on. Anyway, I know it's it's a home game because it's. I mean, nobody in this a Rams fan is going to dare go in the stadium anyway. So I can't imagine <laughs> they would. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I did get a chance since I got home to rewatch the game. And yep. I watch every game, of course, um, again, and, you know, go backwards and replay and look at everything. And I feel like a broken record because I've been saying the same thing since uh, August, which is talking about the O-line. And mm-hmm. now the, re- the way I can talk about the O-line is to say, you know what? They're acting instead of reacting. They are pushing around. They are going where they need to go. They are saying hey, we don't care who you are on the other side. We are going to do what we, are, what we want to do. I just feel like there's a real difference because they don't look desperate. You know, they don't look like yeah. they're trying. They just look like, oh, we got a game plan. Here we go. Look out. Here we come. And, right. you know, I think the, the keys to the game today is just to keep that up, keep that O-line going, and then the other side, it's got to be – the backfield. It's got to be because Baker's going to throw it. I mean, we don't know if he's going to do short passes or long passes, but he's definitely going to throw it. So oh, yeah. Those guys have got to be ready down there. Thank you for the call. Just win, Wendy. It's always good to hear from you. And yeah, it's a game day already, even though it felt like it was just a game day a couple days ago. Oh, wait. It was. So thank you so much for that call. We do appreciate you. Make sure you enjoy the game tonight. Now, joining us on the phone lines is our good friend from the Morning Tailgate and also the Review Journal. That's Vinny Bonsignor, who is in L.A. And, Vinny, thanks so much for your time. And I'm sure you heard the end of uh, Wendy's call right there. She was talking about the offensive line and how at the beginning of the season they looked like they were trying to react. Now, instead, they're out there and they're causing the issues. They're causing, uh, you know, they're, they're doing all the blocking. It's like the, the defensive line has to react to them. Well, how much growth have you seen from the offensive line? over the course of the last three or four games. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Just Win Wendy because uh, that's spot on. And, and a lot of it has to do with just, um, you know, understanding what they're doing, have a better, ha- having a better handle on their assignments, on each other. Um, you know, the communication between that group has steadily improved throughout the season. Uh, and that's led to, um, as, as Just Win Wendy uh, basically alluded to, a much more assertive group. So uh, it took a little while to, to get here. And, you know, I go back to, uh, you know, to how many times in, uh, in OTAs and in training camps and, and throughout the season did we see different form, formations, different iterations of this offensive line. And I, and I give Josh McDaniels and his group credit because they didn't just go with the standard wisdom and just do what everybody says that they should have did, pick five and, and roll with that. They said, you know what, we don't know who the starting five is right now. We haven't had enough time, and because of injuries and um, you know, retirement of Denzel Good, 
uh, uh, Leatherwood not, not rising to the challenge. They, they didn't know the answer coming out of training camp. And it took them a little while during the regular season to figure it all out. Well, they, well, they have, and that, and that group isn't playing great football, but they're playing uh, good enough uh, football that it's helping this team win games now. Yeah, no, it really is, Vinny, and it's it's uh, something that it's been nice to see the maturation, right? It's been nice to see the way that they are going out there and they're playing with a lot of confidence. And even when I got into the Raider locker room on Sunday and was able to talk to Jermaine Illuminor and just you can even hear the confidence in his voice, and you know he's not a shy guy. He, he had more confidence in his voice that we know what we're doing. Everyone kind of took us for granted, and now we're out to show everyone. It seems like they have even a chip on their shoulder they're playing with now. Yeah, and you know what's what's cool about that is you want to see improvement, right? And and part of a season in a seventeen game season, it's a long haul. Um, is is who's going to improve? What group is going to improve? Well, you know the offensive line has obviously gotten better. The defensive line now is starting to get better. I think that's helped the secondary. So you're seeing personal growth um, and collective growth from from groups, and and to me that's that's good coaching. Uh, it's, it's players that are taking to that coaching and being open to the suggestions and whatever criticism comes along uh, the way w- with all of that and, and putting in the work and the time to get better. And um, it kind of goes you know, unnoticed sometimes, but even special teams. You know, we, we've talked about this before, Q. Yeah, obviously Daniel Carlson and A.J. Uh, Cole give you a good starting point from special teams. But special teams goes far beyond just your kicker and your punter. You've got to cover it. You've got to protect it. You've got to block it. You've got to execute it. And early in the season, um, you know, we're not speaking out of school to say it was a struggle for the special teams in a lot of different areas. Well, as the season's gone on, they've tinkered with it. They've worked with it. They've tried to improve. They've changed some personnel, and they're getting better. So there's, there's good improvement across the board for this team. No doubt about it. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And let's say roughness. DeMond's got one for you. I want to go back to the offensive line, and the question I want to ask you is who do you think has been the biggest surprise along this offensive line? We know that, hey, it's like a chain link with those five guys on the line, but who do you think has been the biggest surprise? Because this isn't the same starting five that we saw on opening day. No, uh, I, I'd go uh, two, two players. Um, one, Jermaine Illuminar, um, because I don't think anyone uh, in their bingo card uh, had him as a starting right tackle. You know, There were other guys that were ahead of him in the pecking order, there might be somebody that replaces him uh, for next year, but for this particular season, he's played pretty darn well. He's not a great player by any stretch of the imagination, but you know what? He's right there in the like in the in the in the, in the top quarter of uh, of NFL tackles right now, playing some good solid football. Um, has worked on his game, um, you know, and and make it, made himself into a uh, a viable player, an asset for that offensive line. And then Dylan Parham, uh, you know, here's a guy that's played center, right guard, left guard, uh, played played all over the offensive line during during training camp. He's a rookie. Um, he's supplanted uh, some veterans uh, for a starting job and, and has played well and has really settled in uh, at left guard. Uh, you know, Alex Bars, he's kind of a, a try-hard guy, a guy that's worked his way uh, into the equation. Uh, by no means is he, um, you know, anything particularly special but he's shown through communication and, and hard work uh, that he could be a viable uh, asset for this offensive line as well. And with this offensive line, Lincoln always says it, offensive linemen, they love to run block, you know, just go downhill and, you know, and inflict some damage on someone. But how do you think that they've been able to help Josh Jacobs? Because we all know that the um, great season that he's having, but how much has the offensive line had an impact on that? 
Well, you know, we talk about five offensive linemen, but let's be honest. Let's throw Jakob Johnson in there as a sixth offensive yeah. lineman mm-hmm. and, and Foster Moreau uh, almost as a seventh offensive lineman. Um, so they're, they're doing it collectively. And uh, I give the starting five a lot of credit because they've gotten – you know, their assignments down pat, uh, they're executing at a, at a pretty decent level, uh, especially in that run game. And I think that also helps take the edge off the pass rush because when you're playing ahead of the chains and, you know, making positive movement in the run game, uh, you're not desperate to throw, and the other team isn't just figuring on the fact that, yeah, they're going to throw here, let's pin our ears back and be really aggressive. So it's helped on that front as well. But, man, Jakob Johnson uh, has been doing uh, just yeoman's work uh, from his fullback position. And it's kind of really an offensive lineman back there. I mean, he's, he's a big old dude that plays with a real physical edge. Uh, and so you got to throw him in there when you're talking about the offensive line as well. You really do. Again, Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Well, he's blocking for a guy that's having an incredible season in Josh Jacobs. Josh is questionable. He's got a quad and a calf injury. What is the latest and the greatest? What are you hearing on Josh? Yeah, we're going to get over to the stadium here uh, pretty soon to, to you know, uh, get a look at Josh you know, out on the field. I'm sure he's going to uh, give it a test. Um, but I'd be really shocked um, if he didn't play to some level. Uh, hopefully for the Raiders, it's at his normal level. Although I, I do think we'll see some more of Zemir White, just like we did um, on, on yeah. Sunday. You know, he's got a lot of time to rest after this, or you know, more time, right. I'd say, uh, than a normal Sunday week. So I think he's playing it like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get after it today. And then I'm going to take the necessary time uh, to be good for uh, the following Sunday against the Patriots. So uh, I would I would be surprised if we didn't see Josh Jacobs out there. One guy we won't see for sure is Rocky Asin. We know he is out, and he's a very physical corner. And the, we saw what that physicality looked like last week. Nate and him looked really good out there. Without Rock playing, who steps up and plays that role? And can they be as physical as they want to be? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, uh, the good news for the Raiders is they've got um, a lot of, uh, what do they call it, time on task with some young players. Um, you know, Nick Robertson's yeah. played a lot this year. Sam Webb uh, has played a lot this year. Uh, so it's not going to be like, oh, my gosh, they got to go throw Sam Webb out there and, and Nick Robertson out there. What are they going to do? Well, we've kind of seen what those guys uh, have been able to, uh, to, to do this year, and they've grown as the season's gone on. I give a lot of credit would be Robertson for sticking with it. You know, he was a guy that you theoretically could have could have put in the is he going to get cut, um, you know, category going into training yeah. camp. Uh, but he's worked yep, hard to earn himself a role. <laughs> you know, right? Exactly. So did I. So did I. I'm yep. not going to uh, I'm not going to, you know, pretend that I didn't. And and you know, and Sam Webb has played well. You know who else is, is playing really well right now? Is Isaiah Isaiah Palomo Mao as as a, a rush safety and a and a kind of mm-hmm. in the box safety. Here's a guy that's you know, worked his way into it, man. Showed showed the coaching staff during practice. Hey, I deserve to be on the field somehow, some way. And they figured out a, a little bit of a role for him on Sunday. And he had a pretty darn good game uh, against the Chargers. Vinny, how do you expect this Raiders defense to attack the Rams offense? Because we've heard all week that this offensive line is bad. One of the worst offensive, offensive lines in the league. But with the unknown at quarterback, do you think that the Rams could present some problems for the Raiders defense? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, you know, they got really aggressive uh, on Sunday. You know, there was there were a lot of different things that the Raiders were doing. They've kind of taken things to a little bit of a higher level in terms of, um, you know, how they rushed the passer. There was a lot. We just talked about Isaiah uh, rushing the passer. There were some corner blitzes, some linebacker blitzes. Um, so I, I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at whoever the quarterback is, whether, you know, it's Bryce Perkins, whether it's Baker Mayfield, uh, whoever, because, A, you know, 
anybody that they that they put back there at quarterback is going to be limited compared to Matthew Stafford. That's number one. So you got to you know figure out, hey, can they pick up the coverage uh, and the protection and all of that uh, and do a good job with, uh, in that regard? Can they play under duress? But number two, like you just said, this offensive line. I mean, you, you got to understand they lost Andrew Whitworth. There's no other Andrew Whitworth out there that you could just say, hey. Yeah, we got another guy to replace Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, you might replace Andrew Whitworth, but you're not replacing him at his level. That dude was still playing good football, um, you know, when when he decided to retire. They also lost Austin Corbert, um, a, a, a really good guard to the Carolina Panthers in free agency. And then on top of that, they got injured. I mean, it's been just a barrage of injuries. So nobody's feeling sorry for the Rams. I'll tell you that right now, especially on the Raiders. Uh, but it's definitely an opportunity when you look at that offensive line. And whoever's going to be at that quarterback, it's something that I think the Raiders feel like and should be able to exploit. You mentioned throw the kitchen sink at him and you just said exploit him there. Are there some facets to Patrick Graham's defense that you think we haven't seen so far this season? Well, we saw a bunch of stuff on Sunday that we hadn't seen before, so I'm going to assume yes. Um, you know, it's been a little, it, it's taken a little while, and Max Crosby has, has, you know, reiterated this over and over again when we've talked to him. You know, you got to understand. It's all brand new. <laughs> you know, it's a brand new defense and a pretty high-level uh, in- uh, intelligence defense as well. You need guys that understand what they're supposed to do and can be reliable to execute it, not only from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint. And as the year's gone on, I think they've kind of figured out some of the pieces that can do that at a little bit of a higher level. And I think Sunday against Justin Herbert, um, it-, it also helps that Jerry Tillery is on the scene, too. He's another smart yes. player that does something that really uh, helps free things up for other players uh, and allows you to do more intricate stuff behind the, the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I would expect that there's going to be some new wrinkles uh, today. Now, here's the one caveat to all that. It is a short week, so, um, you know, they can't they can't go add, you know, a whole bunch of new stuff defensively because it really isn't enough time to be able to master it. But I would imagine that they've been working on some stuff that they're ready to, uh, uh, to throw out at whoever the quarterback is for the Rams tonight. Well, Vinny, it should be interesting, man. I mean, I've said it. There's no reason why the Raiders should lose this game, but they got to go out there and play, and they got to go out there and execute. They can't go into the SoFi Stadium with that that kind of attitude, or else they will uh, return to Vegas with the L. So uh, it should be interesting. It should be fun. It's Thursday night football. It's kicking off Week 14, and I know you're all on top of it, man. So uh, one thing before I let you go, Isaiah Polamoa, you were all over him from training camp on you had pointed him out you had called him and said i think he could be a player and there was ups and downs but you were on that that was one player that you picked out from the jump yeah he just kind of kind of you know i just like the way he was improving throughout the course of training camp taking to the coaching uh it's kind of a big physical uh dude out there that can cover as well not just rush uh the passer and play the run game which he showed on sunday but he can cover uh as well and to your point q um, you know, this is a game that the Raiders should win, but they have to approach this game this way and this way only. Yep. Going to play the defending Super Bowl champions at their house. You can't mm-hmm. take anything for granted. When you when you just say that sentence right there, that's how you <laughs> have to play that game. Facts. Big facts right there. Well, Vinny, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for giving us the latest and the greatest when it comes to all things silver and black. Enjoy your time there in L.A. and make sure you uh, have a safe trip home. All right, guys. Have a good one. Have a great show, you guys. Will do. Appreciate you. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor with the latest and the greatest, uh, getting us up to date with everything going down as he is touched down there in L.A. preparing for tonight's game. 
Raiders-Rams Thursday night football week 14 action. 119 is the time. We're here at the M Resort. We're outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill, the Coors Light Chill Zone. Uh, we got baby cakes right across from us. We got the, 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 the stage that Eric Allen will be on for the official pregame show that starts at 315. All we need is you. Just come on by, hang out with us, start your Raider day right now. Start it with me at the M Resort and Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We are getting your Raider game day started officially right now. I mean, we're really making it happen. We're going to go all the way through the pregame show, the whole game, the postgame show. Everything is going to be right here at the Hub, which is the M Resort. We're outside of uh, the Raiders Tavern and Grill, the Coors Light Chill Zone. We've got it all going on. And, I mean, it's Thursday night football. You know if you're at work, you're not really focused in on your job, so you might as well leave. You might as well just tell the boss, like, hey, man, I've done a good six and a half. Right? Let me just go ahead and get out about an hour and a half early. I got to roll. And come on over here to the M Resort if you're here in town and hang out with us and uh, have a good time. Coming up at 1.30, Amber Thea Harris, she'll join us live right here at the M Resort. Uh, talk, give us her thoughts on the game tonight. Give her Raiders, Rams, kind of a little bit of everything uh, with Amber. That's coming up in just a matter of minutes. But let's go out to the phone lines, 702-365-9200. Damon, who do we got up? Robert in Portland. Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q, that I love Nick. That that APB comment was classic. That guy, <laughs> he's off. He's off the hook. Hey, I just have to say one thing: if they okay. can stay, get, you know, get the lead this time, like 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 you guys were saying earlier, and not yeah. fall behind. I think getting the quarterbacks, whoever they are, playing for the Rams behind in the game is the key. I think Morig will actually get an interception. Uh, it'd be his first one this year, I think. And yeah, I also, I'm worried about Masterson. He looks like he's a, you know, a touch behind on every, you know, reactive play, and he's mm-hmm. playing for Brown. I'm worried about that. That's what do you guys think? Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, Masterson is an undrafted free agent. Right, so he's learning the game. So there's a couple plays, and Demond pointed him out earlier this week. There's a couple plays he he made or did not make. One where Austin Eckler leaked out of the back backfield and picked up about 16 yards on third down because he's he he had his eyes in the backfield instead of doing your job. You know, doing what he was supposed to do, which is running with Eckler. He took one step forward. And all it takes, you know, this isn't this isn't college anymore. You know, one step the wrong way, you're burnt, you're beat. And so he was beat. So, yeah, Masterson, he's going to be stepping in for Brown. He's out today. So he's got to – I mean, he's learning on the fly. He's doing a good job. He made the 53-man roster for a reason, but he's young. He's an undrafted free agent, and he's going to make some mistakes. So that's definitely something to pay attention to. And as far as them getting off to an early start, that's, I, I think that that's critical, right? It's, again, a game that I think they have no business losing doesn't mean that they're going to win. <laughs> I didn't think they had any business losing to the Colts, and, they, you know, they did. So they got to get out to a, a, a early start, and just like Vinny just told us, they've got to treat this team like the defending Super Bowl champs playing in their house. They go out there and play with that intensity, they can win this game, and I definitely think they can win this game. And I like how you called your shot, Trayvon Merrick, come up with the interception. That'd be nice. I got, I can only call one shot at a time, man. I can't be firing off a bunch of shots at the same time. I got Amir Abdullah taking one to the house, and I don't know if it's going to happen tonight, but it's going to happen sometime this season. He's one step away 
from taking one to the house. But I can't keep co-signing on a bunch of different shots, man. I got, I'll have too many up on the board right now. I can't be responsible for all those. Uh, we do have one text from the 986 that will take a quick break. Trayvon Merrick needs to step up. Got to start making plays and not allow a touchdown. I thought he had his best game of the season last, last week against the Chargers, so we'll see how he can build off of that. 128 is the time. We're at the M Resort coming up next. Amber Theo Harris, she's going to join me right where I sit. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. The M Resort is the location that we're at. It's official team hotel, the Silver and Black. And, of course, the Raiders will be kicking off Week 14's action this evening. Very excited Thursday night football. Raiders-Rams in L.A. SoFi Stadium. But we are here at the M Resort right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill, the Coors Light chill zone. You come here and watch the game, and I definitely encourage you to come watch the game. And right now, joining us here in person is my good friend, and I like to say she's my good friend, Amber Theo Harris. Normally, she's my press box buddy, but now we're here at the M Resort. How are you doing today? Well, our, our relationship's evolving. <laughs> we didn't know each other about seven months ago. Right. And, and we were, now, we're, now we're really good friends. We, we were press box friends. Well, first we were just radio friends. Right, right. Well, come on your show, and then yep. press box friends, and now we're M Resort and Spa Tavern friends. So there I think go. that's another level of commitment it is definitely evolving <laughs> it's evolving this, this is pretty awesome this is pretty awesome i'm glad it, to be here i'm excited y- thursday night football right let's it's, go it's week 14 how can you not get excited right especially with the raiders coming off the win that they had against the chargers and you know i know it's a short week but at the same time it's a it's a rams team that's very beat up so yeah. when, you, when you look at this game how do you how do the raiders approach this game on this short week so Look, you would look at this game and say the Raiders are, are, excuse me, the Rams are a shell of themselves. They're not the Super Bowl champions we knew just a year ago. Um, it's been a huge bit disappointment of a season for them. But we've said that about other teams that the Raiders right. have gone into play. Most notably, you know, I think of a team like Indy that was down and out. They had just switched their coach to Jeff Saturday, a guy that had never coached in beyond Pop Warner or high school or whatever right. it was. Yeah. Um, and we said there's no way, you know, they go in and don't win that game. Well, they lost. Right. So... I think we're learning to trust the Raider, this Raiders team this mm-hmm. year, aren't we? Like they, we trusted them so much at the beginning of the season. We trusted like, them too they were much. going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Everybody was excited about yep. this Raiders team. And then it was like with every loss early in the season that we didn't expect, we kept kind of hanging in there from like, oh, they just got to get back on track. Right. Oh, it's just you know one or two plays. And then it got to the point where when they were, what, two and seven? Yeah. Where they lost our trust to a certain extent. Yeah. And then they rallied back three in a row, and that trust is gained again. So I'm still kind of that scarred, <laughs> uh, traumatized Raiders fan. Right. You know, where you're like, okay, I know they're on a roll, and they're playing fantastic complimentary football, especially the defense stepping up last week. But still, a little bit of me is still that person from five weeks ago. Yeah. yeah where, yeah. you know, you don't want to get caught by a team that you know you should beat. The good news is, it is in Los Angeles, which really is a home game yeah. for the Raiders. I mean, Las Vegas is, is clearly the home. Best fans are out here. But longtime Raiders fans, some of the most diehard fans are in Los Angeles. They're expected, they, they've been tweeting at me all day, blackout in L.A., yeah, yeah, they're yeah. heading to SoFi. Right. So I think it's going to be a friendly environment. So it's not like a typical road game. That's where usually you can uh, get beaten by a team that is, is, is a lesser of a team than you, not as good of a team as you. But I don't feel like they have that at SoFi. No, no, I, I don't either. You know, one of the questions I threw out yesterday on the show was, how much have you seen head coach Josh McDaniels mature and grow as a head coach of the Raiders. And so, I mean, again, you, yeah. you get to see him from a bird's eye view. You get to, you know, you see the whole team. You see, you see what's been going on. How have you seen him grow? I think it was a pivotal moment. And hats off to Mark Davis for staying the course when everybody else was jumping off that course. Fire him! Everybody Fire was, <laughs> I mean, just 
it was like the Titanic was going down and everybody was jumping off. Yep. And Mark Davis uh, stayed the course mm-hmm. and made it very public. And he took a lot of heat for that. And because of that, though, um, it it allowed some of the team leaders like Derek Carr and Devontae Adams to speak up. And it was the first time we heard them really endorse Josh McDaniels. Yeah. So we didn't know how the players felt about Josh McDaniels. We didn't know if they – is it they're not connecting with him? Mm-hmm. Is it they don't like his play calling? I mean, what is it? Right. And to hear two of the biggest stars on the team say this is the right call, it's not Josh McDaniels, it's us, it's the execution – that was a turning point for me from somebody outside looking in right. saying, oh, they are all on the same page. And maybe they do just need some more time. And darn if Mark Davison wasn't right. right. I mean, they just needed a little bit more time. And slowly things started clicking more. And now we're just seeing the comfort level. And also we're seeing personality from Josh McDaniels. I love seeing yeah. the locker room, the Victory Monday. Uh-huh. You know, you have Victory Monday off and the speeches. But he said, you know, you guys are learning to trust each other. That was something he said in the locker room after the last game, after right. the Chargers win. And I thought that was a great point. I see him uh, showing more personality, which allows players to connect to you. But winning allows that as well. So yeah. I think winning yeah. is a reason that... Winning's a great deodorant, right? It, it is, right? <laughs> and um, But, you know, I think him developing as somebody that can be a little bit more comfortable and be a little bit more himself, I'm mm. seeing that as well, and I think the players are connecting with that. I do too, and something I've pointed out multiple times, I really think he's embracing being a Raiders head coach. Multiple times he's referenced being a Raider. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big deal. Which is very different than being a Patriot. Absolutely. It's a very Huge. different mentality, and a lot of uh, people like myself that have been in the national media for so long, you know how many games I've covered at Gillette, you know how long yeah. I've covered Bill Belichick, how long i covered Josh McDaniels, you know, over a decade, right. go playoff games, they're covering those games and it is a you know we were you know when I was offered the Raiders job I thought okay well this is going to be difficult to remember the media to cover a a man with a patriot way mentality because Mm -hmm. it's very anti-media right it's very we don't really need you guys we're not going to give you anything and that's not a lot of fun that's what I thought it was going to be when he came here I did that's what I thought immediately not he's he's definitely his own man and Mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels is very different from Bill Belichick yes uh he's his own man and I like to see him showing that personality and not being so Bill about Belichickian. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's he's establishing himself as the Raiders coach and the future of what the Raiders way right. is going to be, not the Patriots way. I agree 100%. Again, Amber Theo Harris is our guest here. We're at the Amber Resort preparing for Raiders Rams Week 14 action. Something we talk about quite a bit in the press box is get Devontae involved early. early. How critical I've been is screaming. That? Have you heard me screaming that? Did you just <laughs> say that because you've heard me screaming that? You scream it next to me. <laughs> can't help but to hear it. Yeah, I, well, he'll line up, and you can sit one. He's one-on-one. Right. And then they'll run the ball. And right. I get so mad, and this is the first quarter, and I get it. you got to establish the run in order for play action to work. I get that. you got The play right. action pass right. is what won them games mm-hmm. and the overtime game. Um, I understand all that. But Devontae told me. He said, I asked him, I said, when a guy travels with you, a guy shouts you, a guy you know, lines up one-on-one, do you take that personally or do right. you get excited? Yeah. And he's dead serious, said, neither. I feel bad for him because it's not his fault his coach put him in that position. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. Mean, that's how confident yeah. he is. Yeah. And so when, he, when you have a guy with that mentality that's like, I'm going to beat you in double coverage. Right. And now you're going to, oh, you're going to put a, a second-year Pat Sertan on me? You're going to put a first-year Tariq Woolen on me? Right. Let me show you. What's up? You're not ready. You're no. not there yet, or whatever the quote was. So if, if you've got a guy like that, why aren't you taking a couple shots mm-hmm. early? And shots downfield, one of the things I, I my, you know, 
observation is a lot of it's like kind of perimeter and like, you know, passes to the outs and go downfield because when they do, whether it's Foster right. Moreau, whether it's Devontae Adams, they have a lot of success. Yeah. So I would like to see a little more vertical uh, earlier on and kind of stunt. I think this offense has the ability to, to, to stun defenses early, score earlier, right. and really eliminate teams early on. Right, and that's and what I think they should they do tonight. That. That's what they should do tonight. They should do it tonight. Right. And, and Devontae, you know, Devontae came on the postgame show for, mm. on the uh, Raiders game day show. And, uh, you know, I, I said, <laughs> I know everybody's celebrating a win, but, you know me, I keep it 100 all, every time. And I said, look, uh, you didn't catch pass till the second quarter. Right. You know, what's up with that? Mm -hmm. And he was like, I need to get the ball in my hands early to get in a rhythm. So he was agreeing with me. So he's with he, you. In a nice yeah, way. Right. He was saying, yeah, I need to get the ball earlier. And I think that's probably an area that if you ask Josh McDaniels, he, he probably would. And kind of getting away from that formula. If we ha Because we have Josh Jacobs, mm -hmm. we have to constantly establish a run, which I don't disagree with. Take a shot or two. No, you one on one. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, the funny thing is, and I, I said this is kind of a, a blessing in disguise and nobody ever wants to not have all your players available to you, but I feel like when the season started, Josh McDaniels and this team and Derek Carr were trying to figure out how to use all their weapons at once. Yeah. And, and it was like, okay, do I give Devontae the ball 17 times? Do I target Waller? Do I target – who am I getting the ball to? And it was almost like they were damned if they do and damned if they don't. Now that it's been stripped down to the Adams and Jacobs show, now they have their base. Yeah. And so when Waller and Renfro come back, they could build off that. Yeah, and, I mean, I hate to say this, but it's almost like they haven't missed Hunter and Darren Waller as much as you would think. Right, right. Um, because Foster Moreau has done a very good job. Mm -hmm. He's not Darren Waller. No, can't no. do the same things. And I'm sure, you know, Derek Carr, a big part of what Derek Carr does is rely on that big tight end. Mm -hmm. um, and he would love to have, have Darren back. But Foster's done a good job. Yeah. And um, with Devontae and Josh and Josh in the passing game, you know, that's that, that gives another passing option as well. We've seen Amir Abdullah, you right. know, in the passing game. We've seen them kind of mix it up. So I don't want to discredit or disrespect what, of course, everybody would love to have Hunter Renfro and Darren yeah. Waller back. But this team has done a very good job without without them. I mean, Devontae and Josh, I think it was over three. It was about 303 yards of the 421 yards of offense. They were responsible for last right, week. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's, no other team has two star players like that. No, no, they don't. I mean, and you could just see things starting to develop. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, now you have a defense that's stepping up as well. And Chandler Jones, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. And Josh Jacobs, go. the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Back-to-back -back weeks. For a team that's 5-7. and seven. Right. Back you know, that just weeks. shows you this. We said all along this is a team that's too talented to be underperforming this way. Um, Chandler Jones has another opportunity tonight against that Rams offensive line that is absolute. I mean, if you thought mm. what we saw last week was bad with the Chargers offensive right, line. Right, right. Number 68, Sailor. Did you see Chandler Jones just eat him alive all day? Yes. I felt bad for you that You know what's man. funny about that, though, is I saw Chandler Jones wreck Alex Leatherwood's confidence in training camp, right? There, yeah. was, there was a rep, and I came back to the radio station, I was like, Alex Leatherwood's done, right? I mean, he saw soul leave his body. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he literally went to the sideline. He took a knee. He walked around. I mean, he looked like he was in a whole different play. Like, the practice facility's in Henderson, and he was, like, in Reno, right? I mean, he, it, was, it was bad, and he never got that back. That's what I saw Chandler Jones do on Sunday. Yeah, if you watch that film, just circle number 68. You want to give him yeah. a hug at the end of the game. Right. Say, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, you just, you just got beaten. And, you know, other than what Havenstein, who's played right tackle every single game for the Rams, yeah. I think they've had 14 different linemen exactly. go in and out of that offensive line. I mean, the, the Andrew Whitworth days are over. Long gone. Uh, the salad days are gone, mm -hmm. and uh, I think this is a huge opportunity for Chandler to keep going. He was he was close for a while. Right. Um, 
and you wondered, okay, he's 32, 33, whatever he is. Maybe this is the difference between it's a game of inches. Yeah. You're 31 years old, you get that sack. Right. 33 years old, maybe you don't. But to get him that confidence uh, and have that three-sack game, he also had two tackles for loss and a pass defense. It wasn't just the three sacks. Right. I mean, he had a monster game. Mm -hmm. So let's see him continue that. And that also op opens up opportunities for Max Crosby. I'm a little bit concerned. I don't I don't love that Andrew Billings is out and that uh, Rock Yassin is out. Yeah, those two um, guys. Because a lot of reasons that the, the pass rush was working, there was a lot of interior pressure mm -hmm. um, and those defensive tackles are doing a really good job especially uh, Tillery Man, coming over been, last yeah, week. Yeah he's been good. So I don't love messing up that chemistry on the interior line which finally started to, to emerge. Yeah no, um, they have. Yeah and Rock Yassine that's a big loss. That is I mean because they like to be physical. You saw what Nate, a wrestler. Right. <laughs> right. And Nate, you. Nate Hobbs was was very critical in coming back, right? It I mean, was he was big. very important to that defense. So, it was you know, not having Rocky seen is, is going to be major. I wonder who's going to step up. 143 is the time. Amber, we got to stick around for a few more minutes? Of course, for you. Uh, all right, there we go. We got her. You know, the best way to ask a question and get the right answer? Do it on the air. Do it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Live is the way to do it. 143 yes. is the time. We're at the Amber Resort. We'll be right back. Amber Thea Harris will stick around. This is Rare Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We are at the M Resort. It's the official team hotel. We're preparing for Raiders and Rams week 14 Thursday night football action. It's a lot of fun. Come on by, hang out with us, get your, get your football day started right about now. Raiders Tavern and Grill, you'll see us. We're right outside, plus the chill zone, the Coors Light chill zone. has got the TVs for all the viewing. Uh, my man Ray has made his way, so now it's official. When Ray's in the building, you know something's about to go down. <laughs> When I get here, popping off. When I get here, Amber, it's like they're like, um, there's some activity going on over there. This guy's moving tables, right? They're like, for lobby. Yeah, he's moving tables. He's moving chairs. He's kind of looking underneath things. What's going on here? But then Ray's like, Hey, Ray, what's happening? All right, okay, it's all in the up and up. Ray's here. No worries, all good. But Amber Theo Harris is our guest here. Sirius XM Radio, Silver and Black Show, the post game show. She does a little bit of everything, including hanging out with us at the Amber Resort getting ready for this game. And Amber, you mind taking a couple calls real quick? Let's do it. Let's go, Raider Nation. Boom, you heard her. 702-365-9200. Raider Mike, welcome to the show. What's up, Q? Nice to meet you, Amber. Nice to meet anyway, you. Q, Q, you know what happened to me. My apartment, my boat, my car, my clothes, everything's in the Gulf of Mexico now. Been diagnosed with PTSD. And I was thinking it was more the Raiders than actually that happening to me. But after the last three weeks, this, this Raider is pumped. Pumped up! Are you kidding me with this? Now, Aaron Donald is not going to be there. Cooper Cup is not going to be there. Stafford is not going to be there. You're going to give Baker May Mayfield a playbook for a day and a half, and he's going to come in and beat us with Tillery, Max, Chandler, hungry as hell? Not happening, man. Not going to happen. Are you kidding me? And then you've got Josh saying, you should have took the fifth-year option, dummies. You're going to be paying me real soon. Devontae, I don't know if you know this stat. Jalen Ramsby has been targeted 60 times, 42 receptions on him, six or seven touchdowns. Devontae's going to eat him alive. And then after we kill these guys, you got Belichick rolling into Allegiant. Oh, my. 
<laughs> and he's going to be able to unleash a double tight end set from hell that was masterful with Hernandez and Gronk. He's going to kill Belichick. And then we go in and avenge the immaculate reception on his 50-year anniversary against a rookie quarterback. Devontae's birthday, it's by the way, It's looking good, Raider Nation. Mm-hmm. It's looking good, Raider Nation. Eight games straight, another four to a ring, and then set up a back-to-back in our own stadium next year. By the way, SoFi should work out a contract that when the Raiders come to town, they call it Allegiant South because <laughs> it's going to be 75% Raider Nation. Keep up the good work, Q. There he goes. It's Raider Mike, Amber. Oh, you guys got some great callers on their show. <laughs> I love that he, the, my favorite thing that he said that could be accurate was that Josh McDaniels is going to unleash 12 personnel and do a Belichick against him and use Foster Moreau and oh, I think yeah. Darren Waller when he comes back, assuming that he can come back. Uh, that would be an interesting development. Look, that defense for the Patriots is, is, they can play. is tough. Oh, they no, can they play. can play, yeah. They can play. So that's, that matchup <laughs> makes – yeah, exactly. Take it one <laughs> game at a time. Um, but, I, t- hey, if they're going to – I like his plan. Win them all. Cool. Well, Let's right. do it. Just, yeah, hey, I mean, it makes <laughs> he, our job like, more fun, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it is one game at a time, though, and it, it does start. Look, I, I could, I might be better than whoever's playing left tackle for right. the Rams today. It's going to be tough no doubt. Uh, for them, uh, and especially with Baker Mayfield. So uh, I do assume that the Raiders could win this one easily, but you never know. That's why you play That's them all, play especially the this season. Yep. We have seen teams get stunned. Yep. More so than I can remember in my 20-some years. Seems like the last couple the years, right? It's been everyone's kind of been clumped it's up together. It's the parity. Yeah, it, it which just, is a good thing. Yeah, you have a lot of teams that are fantastic, and then all of a sudden, you know, look at the Chiefs losing last week. Not right. that they got stunned, right? but, you know, anybody can lose at any time. No doubt. But he did bring up something I wanted to ask you about, and we'll get you out on this. Baker Mayfield, it sounds like he's going to give it an opportunity to play. They have Wolford, who's got a neck injury. He's going to go out there and see what it looks like. And then they have Bryce Perkins, who clearly they just don't like. Because they're, they're thinking about a guy. Well, did you see him in the Seahawks game? So, you know. Well, I mean, there's that, but you're also about to throw was it the Seahawks. There. It was two weeks ago. Yeah, that, I'm trying to think. Last week was Seahawks game. Oh, uh, last for, week was the Seahawks. The, yeah, yes. that was Sorry, a really was close game. Yeah, so, two weeks ago. What do you? I mean, you've been covering the league for a long time. What can a quarterback, even Baker Mayfield, who's a former number one overall pick, what can he realistically do in two days? Is Josh Jacobs playing for the Raiders or the Rams? <laughs> He's definitely playing for the Raiders. He's playing for the Raiders. Confirmed? Confirmed. Okay. Because if he had Josh Jacobs uh, or a running back like that, you turn around and you hand the ball off. Right. He's got Cam times. Akers. You run the ball. Well, I know. But he's not Josh Jacobs. That's, that was going to be my point. Cam, Cam <laughs> Akers had a good game last week. Yeah. He had a good game, a decent game last week, but otherwise he hasn't been around much. Right. Um, he is not a you know a back that you just turn around and keep handing it off to, right. and you expect him to wreck a game completely. Um, so – I don't know what he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have a Cooper Cup. No. You have Tyler Higby. Uh, you do some short passes to a tight end. You keep it real simple. Yeah. But usually when you have a running back, or excuse me, a quarterback that comes in on a short amount of time, short week, yeah. <laughs> you you just turn around and hand the ball off. Not with that offensive line and not with Cam Akers. That's a good point. That's so I don't know point. what they're going to do. Right. And, and you mentioned it earlier that, that that Raiders defensive line should have an opportunity to really have a big game. They should. And – you know, Jalen Ramsey, I think the Jalen Ramsey-Devontae Adams matchup, we'll see if he if he travels with them, is, is probably their best bet. Yeah. Like, of, of having something exciting from, mm-hmm. from a Rams 
you know, I guess from if I'm a Rams fan, that's what I would want to see right. and let two of the best go at it. But I still like Devontae Adams much better than I like Jalen in that yeah. matchup. If I, you know, here we are in a casino. If I had to go put my money on Jalen or Devontae, I'm going Devontae right. in that matchup. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not crapping on, on the Rams. I just I don't know. I, I don't see a path to victory I can't unless the Raiders right. shoot themselves in the foot. And that's the key. That's yep. got to be the key right there is not shooting themselves in the foot. If they turn the ball over, and we saw them turn the ball over early last yeah. week, right? Josh they, Jacobs fumbled or, or early on uh, interception by Derek yeah, Carr. Gives them great field position. Yep. Gives the Chargers great field position. Um, those kind of things can all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what's going on? The Rams are in this game. Right. Yeah, the Raiders looked up last week. They were down 10 nothing. It's like, whoa, what's but, going on? But they responded. They did. And, and that to, was to a good, good uh, That was a good step in the right direction because I didn't know going into that game, we hadn't really seen that. Right. We hadn't seen them make major mistakes and then bounce back and win a game. I think I just saw her. Were you just doing the Chinese typewriter? You were. You were doing the MC Hammer. I just, oh, she was? <laughs> she was doing it. I am mad at wow, you. Wow, <laughs> they are lit over here. Man. They are lit. <laughs> Who is your favorite artist? And I'll let you go on this one. Who is your favorite artist? Like of all, like musical artists? Well, I know we we were at. The funny thing is, we had this conversation in the it's in not the, MC Hammer. In the <laughs> MC Hammer is one of my guys. I'm, I'm a Bay guy, but we had this conversation. We had a conversation in the press box, and we and you brought up Keisha Cole, and now oh, Keisha Cole was one of your favorites. Don't say I won't why. say why. Don't I will not say why. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in the press box. What happens in the press box stays in the press box. But so Keisha Cole was was one of your favorite artists. Yeah, okay. she's one of my favorite of all time. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm we. I don't know. You don't. You don't have enough time. There's a. It's long and deep, but there's a spectrum. No, what no, era? just go are for we it. Talking about, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, to me, like going way back, I grew up on like Smokey Robinson. Oh one yeah, of my, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite, yeah. like the okay. old soul singers. Okay. Somewhere, um, Mama Q's like, that's right, Amber. <laughs> that's right. Tell them. Yeah, like, like all of those Motown, Marvin Gaye, okay. Al Green. So like nice. all the old soul singers. Um, I love, you know, I guess like nowadays, you know, I listen, I, I try not to be too old, so I listen to my kids' music when it comes to pop. Oh, like, oh, I just try you. to be cool. Bless you, because I don't even try. Little Q will start playing, and I say Little Q, I, he's in college, but he'll play, he'll play something, and I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> this is trash. This is tra- <laughs> but I do love uh, baby. Okay. Not his politics and stuff he says, right? but I do love him. Okay. I love, you know, Harry Styles. Okay. You know, I love people like that are good influence for my kids. They be who they are. Favorite hip-hop artist? Of all time. Of all time, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'd have to say of all time, I have so many because it's my favorite genre. Um, I would say Tupac because that shaped me. That shaped me growing up. That's all I got to say. And I'm from the East Coast. I was a biggie East Coast, F the West Coast. <laughs> I was in that whole era. I was in that whole Let's era. Let's not make us fight, Amber. Like, we, we, we're sitting <laughs> too I close still, to each other. Let's not start a fight Tupac now. Tupac was from the East Coast, by the way. I do remember People that. I, hey, that. I do realize that. He went that to school. He in was Baltimore, trained. I remember yep. that, yeah. I uh, with that. Jada Pinkett. So, um, but, yes, Man. I would have to that still, there was nobody like him. There's a lyricist. Uh, like, what – the realness that he brought yeah. to people that didn't know that lifestyle, like I, I would have to say Tupac. Boom, there it is. That's, <laughs> hey, Amber's all right with me. That's what I'm talking about. Well, Amber, thank you so much for your time. What do you got I mean, tonight? I mean, obviously the game, you'll have post yeah. game, right? What do you, yep, uh, Raiders game day. You can catch uh, Eric Allen, who's yep. coming up right here, right? We're going to wear Eric out, too. You're going to wear Everybody's working for the money <laughs> right. today. Eric Allen and James Jones, the homie, uh, yes. we're going to be on Raiders game day afterwards. You can you can catch it on the local affiliates here in Vegas and also on uh, the Raiders YouTube, official YouTube channel, which you all should be following Absolutely. for all the Raiders content, which is fantastic, and Raiders.com. Well, you're doing a fantastic
fantastic job. We definitely appreciate you, you uh, sharing some of your afternoon with us and uh, giving us your hip-hop uh, takes as well. <laughs> we should do a whole podcast on that. Oh, let's, hey, don't tell me. I'm the podcast king. Don't you know I got about 5,000 podcasts out right now? I could create a new job today, boy. Don't tell me nothing. 158th of time. She's Amber Theo Harris. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.